0: Hanging with Richie Burns is like hanging out with your best friend. If your best friend is not just a stand-up comic, but also does warm-up for the Doctor Oz show, it's me with more Richie Burn. And I gotta ask you, how much is doing warm-up for a TV show audience like doing stand-up? It's
1: different, and just it really needs to be done by a comic. But it doesn't mean every comic can do it. Okay. How did you get that job? Um, there's a, com- <laughs> That's a smile. I like that look. That's going to be good. It is good. There's a comic. One of the top comics out there, his name's Joey Yeah, I don't know if you've I've ever heard, heard of him. He's a Long Island guy. And uh, Warm Up's been around on TV shows forever. Yes. And comics did it a lot. Ed McMahon did it for Johnny Carson. Wait, was they, he a comic? No. <laughs> I was gonna no. say. You never said I'm just saying that it's they funny. didn't even, They just, Ed McMahon would go out and go, yeah. You know who's from, where are you from? But he was so famous from the Tonight Show, I think it helped a lot you know, comics would go out there, how's everybody doing, you know, make sure you clap. Joey had done it. Joey's a very high-energy act, and he had done it for a few shows, uh, VH1 stand-up spotlight, I remember he did, and a couple other shows. And Rosie O'Donnell called him and said, I'm starting, I'm having my own show, and I want you to do the warm-up. And at that time, it was the 90s, Joey thought it was going to be another one of those, uh, Baby, mama, daddy, you know, DNA. Yeah. You know what? He had, he had just walked off the set of Letterman. He just did his first Letterman. And his manager got a phone call from Rosie. I'm talking about a great day. That's a good week. Yeah, good yeah. day. <laughs> Saying, I want, I'm starting my own show, and a, a daytime show, and I want Joey to do the warm-up. And Joey turned it down. He said, listen, I, I don't want to do one of those shows. And she goes, no, no. It's old school. It's going to be like the old Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas. And she told him, I want you to do a show within a show. Uh, I want this audience riled up. I want you out on line with them. I want you, and he took it to another level, like he just blew it up. And, and that was all her, you know, that was all her and him. He became famous among comics for that. It was like, that's Joey Cola. He's like the king of warm up. He wow. So then he moved, for, after Rosie went off the air, he moved on to other shows. And the whole time, he kept telling me, I'm going to get you a show, man. I'm going to get you a show. And in my head, I'm going, I could never do, I saw him do, I saw what he did. And I'm like, I, I could never do. By the way, he was the comic when I was starting out where I went, I want to be like him. So when I said, you know, comics are always looking for someone, to, he actually was the comic. I went, this is the guy I want to be like. A comic paid me a great compliment a few years ago. A friend of mine said, you know, he goes, when you started, you were a lot like Cola. You were all over the place and you were loud and running around. And he goes, and I knew that that was your influence. He goes, but now, he goes, where Cola's down on the ground with a machine gun going, you're up in the the tree like a sniper going, (laughs) pa, pa. And I go, I thought, what a great description of both of our acts. Because if you ever saw Joey, he's, I mean, massive, you know, and, and I am still a little like him, but in a more subdued way. It was just <laughs> such a great, Joe Starr, the comic, nice. so Joey would always say to me, I- I'm going to get you a show, I'm going to get you, and other, he got other guys shows, so years went by, and Joey actually moved on, he did a Jane Pauley show, which didn't last long, only two years, and I backed him up on Jane Pauley, and there was only like one week where he couldn't be there, so I went in and did the show, and that was the first time I ever did a warm up, and I was scared to death. And then years went by, and then a friend of mine, R.C. Smith, was doing Tony Danza's show, and I was supposed to back him up, but he never missed the show. So. <laughs> Which I, and I was always, I was like, I, they were making me their backup, and I didn't, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do, so finally Joey called me, my car was in the shop, it was the summer of 2009, and my friend's wife was driving me to get my car, my friend Cassie, and my phone rings, and it says, Joey, call and I answer the phone. And I go, hello? And he goes, your ship has come in! Your ship is come in! Your ship has come in! <laughs> and I go, what? He goes, can you talk? And I go, no. And he goes, who gets told their ship has come yes. in and they can't talk? <laughs> and I said, I'll call you back in 20 minutes. And I hung up the phone. And my friend Cassie goes, what was that? I go, Joey Cola. He, he's been saying for years he's going to get me a warm-up job. I'm sure it's a job I'll never get. I swear to God. I, said, I go, I'm sure it's a warm-up go- job. And I'm sure... It's some show, and I'm not gonna get it. And it was Dr. Oz Show, and they had called him. He was doing Martha Stewart's show. And uh, he didn't want to leave Martha, and they said, do you recommend anybody? And he recommended me. Nice. And he, I, he brought me in the first day. It was a rehearsal, and just brought me, showed me, this is what you do, This is what, blah, blah, blah. And um, Was the show just getting started yeah, then? Okay. Yeah, the show wasn't even on the air yet. Yeah. And this is a really cool story. Um, so he sat with me the day before rehearsal, took notes. The next day, he did the first show. I didn't. He did the first Dr. Oz show. And then I did the second. And we did two shows that day. And we, and we met Oz and everything. And, and uh, I was scared to death. And I do the show. And then he's gone. The rest of the week was me. And I was like hiding. But I was so afraid I was going to get caught on camera. that I remember they had columns. They have columns on the set. And all you see between every shot is me, my arms behind the column to the audience. Because I didn't want, like, like the arms wouldn't look stupid if the column was good. Uh, this is a really cool story. So the season, I do the first season. And I got to be honest, he said to me, this show's going to run forever, man. This show's, you're going to. Joey this, said yeah, he or can. Dr. Oz said? Do- Joey. Oh. Kept saying, this show's going to run forever, man. And I'm like, if I get a year out of this, I'll be happy, you know. And now we're in season 11, which wow. is a hard. Yeah. yeah. Joey never had a show that ran this long. And oh. he's been doing. He is he regretting giving it no, to you? No, no, no. <laughs> He's doing Rachel now. He's very oh, okay. happy for Rachel's show. So the end of the season comes and there's a wrap party. And I go up to Oz and I hug him. I go, hey, man, thank you for a great year. And he goes, you know what? Uh, that first day, it's a. This guy's so perceptive. He goes, that first day we had a rehearsal and you and your buddy were in the room. Do you remember this? And I go, yeah. He said, well, I was on the set and you guys were sitting in the audience. You were the only people in the audience. And I said, who are those guys? And they said, oh, one of them's your warm-up, and the other one is gonna show him the ropes. And he goes, what's a warm-up? And the producer said, well, you'll see. And the next day, he goes, the next day, He goes, your buddy did the first show, and then you did the second show. He said, and after the shows, we went in and had a production meeting. And at the meeting, I said, we got that guy, right? That guy's gonna be our warm up. And they said, no, you got the other guy. And he said, no, no, the guy, we got the guy. And they go, no, no, he's with Martha Stewart. You have the other guy. And Dr. Oz said, who did the second show? And they said, the guy that you have. And he goes, that's the guy I want. And they said, why? And he said, because he doesn't know what he's doing and neither do I, but we're going to figure this out together.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Isn't that a great that's story? So great. Yeah. And,
1: and I had other producers came up and told me, you know, that's a true story. He, he didn't make that up. He, that like, the first thing he talked about when he got into the first meeting after the first day of shows was who's the warm-up guy. And he got it right away how important warm-up is. He, he totally gets it, which helps me immensely. You know, Especially his show because his show isn't Rosie. His show isn't Rosie O'Donnell. You know, every day people aren't going home with cars and gifts and, and, you know, there isn't, Tom Cruise isn't coming out. And some days we're talking about cancer and murder and there's serious subjects and uh, people have been, you know, a lot of different things. and, And I have to be very careful how I handle that. And the funny thing is we'll shoot shows for segments for different shows. So sometimes we'll do this really serious segment about cancer and and, and, and then the next segment, we're doing a fun hey, kale for everybody, you know <laughs> And I have to get the audience in that place. And there's been times where I, in the beginning, not now, but in the beginning where I thought I don't know how to handle this and we'd go to commercial and Oz would take care of it. He would say something that would just get everybody back. and, and I knew he was doing that to help me out. I I, that's, he's, I, couldn't, I couldn't ask for a better host and it, it, even Joey says to everybody he's just such a, he's such a good guy that way, you know what I mean? But Joey had said for years, I'm going to get you a show. I'm going to get you a show. And he had given show, shows to other people. And I, my manager at the time used to go, you know, you should be in touch with him more. You and I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Maybe if you called him more, he'd give you a show. I'm like, I'm not doing that. Now, here's the funny thing. He ended up giving, getting shows for other people, whatever. So now, And they went on to be on those shows. So when it came around to Oz, it was kind of my turn. And about six weeks after we started, Doctor Oz, my father had a massive heart attack and almost died. I didn't want to talk to Oz about it. Now I would in a heartbeat, but at the heartbeat part of the puzzle. <laughs> but at the time, I didn't know him that well. And the sound tech at NBC said to me, "If you don't go in that man's room, dressing room, and talk to him about this, and your father dies, you will never forgive yourself." And I went in, and he, and he thought I wanted to talk about the show, and and I, when I told when I told him what was going on, he goes, "What?" I said, my father had a heart attack. He goes, when? I said, three days ago. And he goes, and I'm just hearing about this now. And they got him out of the hospital he was in and got him up to New York Presbyterian. They saved his life. He would have died where he was. Absolutely. Holy yeah. Smokes. And uh, I remember I said to Doc goes, all right, he got Diane, this woman, Diane, he goes, Diane's gonna go. She's gonna make a phone call. We're gonna get him up to New York. I go, no, no. I go, I just came in for your advice. He goes, my advice is you should have come to me three days ago. Jeez. And, I, and they saved my father. And then he and my father became buddies. Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so great. Yeah, because my father was sick a lot after that. And he would only go to New York Presbyterian. Wow. Whenever he, and every time he went, Doc would go in and see him. Oh, so yeah. They, yeah, they man. became buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That really says a lot about But him. if I had gotten any other show, I wouldn't have gotten Dr. Oz. And my father would have died six years earlier. <sighs> wow. Think about that. Yeah. You know, I always think about that when I go, to my manager was like, you should call Joey more. You should be better yeah. friends with Joey. Yeah. That.
0: I mean, do you believe, like, that things happen the way they're supposed to? That, I don't you know, normally, like the right but that place, was right real. Time? You don't is, normally?
1: No, I'm not one of those people. But, but I think
0: about Mrs. Carney, you know, saying to you, like, you yeah. know, but you can't make a living yeah. out of it. Like, like planting that seed. Maybe. Not yeah. even intentionally, maybe, mm-hmm. but, you know, like it had never occurred. She used to, to, you to call
1: before. me the white Flip Wilson. Remember <laughs> Flip Wilson? <laughs> She did. She, she used to call me the yeah. White Flip Wilson. I love Flip Wilson. That's another. Yeah, stranger. who doesn't love Flip yeah. Wilson? Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm a real strong believer in that, but I've mm-hmm. had a lot of those experiences. Well, my there. life is
1: signifies it. Yeah.
0: Because you start off going, I'm going, I'm going there, and then yeah. life goes, oh no, 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 You're am there. Then mm-hmm. you're gonna make a right. Then you're mm-hmm. gonna
1: go. Yeah, it's. It's totally been well. my and and I know, and but getting back to the the whole warm up thing, I'll have comics come to me and go, man, can you get me a job? Because you're in the union, you're in the SAG after union you get benefits, you get a retirement, you get all of that. And all of that started really around the time Joey got big with Rosie. And uh, the union, I think, took it more seriously then. And um, so now comics are looking for that. But it, just because you're a good comic or a great comic doesn't mean you're a good warm up. Ego has to be left at the door with a up. When you're a comic, you're alone on stage, it's all you. When you're at warm-up, it's about the host. It's about the host. It's about the show. It's about the segment. Uh, a lot of comics can't get around that. I think my acting background helped with that because acting is all about giving. Who you know, having other people on stage with you. So not every comic can handle that. Number two, it's about being a cheerleader. It's about it's about being up. I call it up with people. You cannot. <laughs> Be anything but happy. You can't
0: be having a bad day. No, right.
1: you cannot yeah, right. have a bad day. And I'll tell you another great story uh, that Dr. Oz told me that helps me a lot. Now, he said that there are days, like any of us, where you just don't have it, you know, especially performers. And, you know, like I'm sure when you're on the radio and all, where you go, oh, God. Yeah. How am I going to get through this day? So we all have it. And he said he had it one day. He was like, "Ah man, I got to go out there. And and he said, and as I'm thinking that, I'm off stage and I hear the crowd going crazy. And I realized that you're out there getting them completely riled up for me to come out and make my life easy. And he said, and I realized that you must have days like this and you don't have anybody to get the crowd. You have to find a way, way. And he goes, that helped me I go, Richie doesn't have anybody. I have Richie. Wow. And I told him, there are days now where, and I go, well, I have to do this because he might be listening and he needs it or whatever. I said, you, without realizing it, you you became
0: that for me. Wow. You know? That's very cool. Yeah. There's a lot of mind over
1: matter. Even comedy. And it it is like the acting. If I'm in a bad mood in comedy, I can get on stage and go, I'm in a bad mood. Screw everybody. (laughs) Here's the deal. And you can do, you can't do that with warm up. You have to be, hey, everybody, you know. But what I, what I did, which, well, which Joey told me never to do, was I started playing with odds in the first season. He would tell a lot of stories to the audience because the first season of any show takes, this, it, no one knows what they're doing. It takes a good two and a half, three hours to shoot every show. It's a pain in the ass. And then as time goes on, you get, it gets a little more routine. So he knew a lot of times I was struggling. So he would tell a story. So as he's telling the story, I would interject a little. And Joey had said, never make fun of him. He's the star, especially him. He's America's doctor. Don't make fun of him. So I made a couple of jokes at his expense. And I even went there. I go, I shouldn't have said that. He goes, no, I think you should do more. Doc said that. I think you should do more. He goes, I like, make fun of me more. I go, okay. But here's the deal. Even if you're not listening, because a lot of times he's got producers in his ear or whatever, you have to laugh. Because if they don't see you laughing, they think yeah, I'm being you're mean. mean. Right. And he'll laugh times. Times I'll watch him. And he's laughing. He doesn't even know I'm not saying anything. He's just going <laughs> like that, which <laughs> kills me. I go, he thinks that I'm doing something, and I'm not. Um, but n- <laughs> I level him. I make fun of him like you can't believe. And he's never said that's too far, calm And what I find funny is he's a Harvard grad. Um, heart, renowned heart surgeon, went to UPenn, and, and I'm out there with my 2.0 from Wagner College at Staten Island, making fun of him. And I kind of bring that to the show. Like there's, this is so dope. When uh, Sanjay Gupta comes on, he, he's a brain surgeon. I just killed the two of them. And, they, and, it's, and I love Sanjay. I love, and he's a CNN. He's really famous. And Sanjay's always like, because I won't make fun of the other doctors. For some reason, Sanjay, I knew he liked it. So And I'm laughing my ass off. I'm like, brain surgeon, heart surgeon, and I'm giving them a hard time.
0: (laughs) And wait till you hear about his new and perhaps most important project yet. That's coming up in part three. If you want to make sure you don't miss it, subscribe to the It's Me Cindy podcast. It's mostly fun, sometimes fascinating, and always looking to make life a little better.